Hello, and welcome to episode one of Lake Time, the Lake the Woods Brewing Company podcast. Episode one. That's I'm, right. That's right. Yes, I'm Matt Kennedy. I'm one of the hosts of Lake Time. I'm part of the Lake of the Woods Brewing Company family. I've done a lot of their videos, gotten to know the team over there over the years, a bunch of great people, and they uh, were kind enough to offer me the position of hosting their new podcast. And Lyndon, I have no idea why you're here, so why don't you explain how that happened? Well, I'm more of just a guy from around, you know? I just came to Kenora bought a boat so that i could live on it one thing led to another you stumbled into this i stumbled in i staggered in and staggered out of the brew co and uh now here we are and now you have a job now i have a job well congratulations i'm glad you made it so this show our first guest on this show is taras manzi he's the president of the lake of the woods brewing company and um a big focus of this podcast will not only be Lake of the Woods Brewing Company, that's that's really kind of in the background of what this is. In the foreground is the people uh, that call Lake of the Woods home, you know, the people who are creating things or fighting for community initiatives and and stuff like that. We want to hear their stories and we want to hear why they chose to make this their home. But should we check it out? Hey, let's do it. What We need like a saying for what we're going to do there. Like... Uh Hey, it's lake time, or... Let's get lakeside. Oh, wait, wait. How about, let's set our watches to lake time. Let's get into it. Let's set our watches to lake time. So, Taraz, you brought in this big stack of beer, all kinds of different ones. You know, most people have, when they bring in beer, it's just like one kind. Yeah, why did you bring so many? Uh, You must, this must be a part of, you know, your life, your livelihood here. Well... We like to think that there's a f- beer for everyone, and for everyone, there's a beer. Wow, um, that's hard to get your. That's for smart people to to parse that sentence, eh? <laughs> Years ago, when we started talking about actually doing this and having to do it because we won the RFP for the building, so it's like, oh shit, we're actually going to have to build a brewery now. One of the things oh, that we yeah. talked about is that. There's a lot of choice out there, right? And and it's important to have a focus, but uh, there's a lot of different kinds of people out there and everybody has different tastes. So we try to cater to that as much as possible. So would you say that even for someone who doesn't even really like beer, feel like you could find them a beer? Absolutely. Yep. Nice. Are, are those, to... like, do you call those like wimpy beers or <laughs> nope, are not you, you're not judgmental? Of not them? at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. We have, and more and more you're seeing... Brewers trying to differentiate themselves. So um, brewing with different ingredients, different strengths, um, different styles of beer at sort of off times of the year. So many people would attribute something that's kind of light and fruity to summertime drinking, right? Because it's hot out. Uh, We brewed our first batch of Forgotten Lake in February, right? Like we do things a little bit differently. We're a collection of really odd different people who make great beer let's open one of these yeah um he's gonna use the door at this moment taras is using the door to the recording studio to open uh the bottle of strawberry peppercorn saison and he is he's pulled it off ladies and gentlemen yeah he's now pouring it but in this case it's ta-da ta-da's okay cheers cheers you know, I have to say that our brewers are um, have never brewed better beer than they are right now. They're really, re- really coming into their own. Like we have a good cohesive team. Um, 
they're excited about brewing beer, which is important, I think. Um, and wanting to do fun stuff, right? So how do you get these people to move to Kenora? Uh, like, well, where are they from? Are they, they're not local people, are so they? So our head brewer is actually my nephew, Josh, and he was uh, living in Ottawa. So he's been with us since our first September, actually. Um, he was brilliant. I don't know. Brilliant. He was in a engineering degree, engineering and science, and was bored in school and was sort of questioning, what am I doing here? He was also struggling to work and go to school to pay for school, et cetera, et cetera. And we just said, you know what? Um, why don't you come here? If you like science and you like to be creative, this is the perfect marriage of it. And um, to be honest with you, he had subletted his apartment within a week and was uh, had moved to Kenora and was working. Yeah, he was he was in it from day one to win it. So he learned trial by fire, learned on the job. And now he heads up a team of um, three other brewers and we're training a couple other brewers for um, War Road, Minnesota. Right, right. So it's exciting. So let's back this up a little bit because Josh came here because you were here and you started this brewery. So let's back right up to how the brewery even started. Or should we start with? Yeah, no, that's great. So you said that the this fire hall was up for an RFP. Like they wanted, the town wanted to do something with it. That's right. Yeah. Um, and you were already living here at that point. Sitting ironically or coincidentally over a beer. Um, Audrey's, it, it, I blame her. It's her fault. She kind of said, you know what? I'm hearing a lot about craft beer and this whole craft beer movement. And there used to be a brewery in Kenora. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, wouldn't it be great to for something local here like that? And as luck would have it, quote unquote, within, it was probably two or three months later, we hear on the radio that the city is surplusing the old fire hall. And it was just like a lightning bolt. So like that could work. What a great idea, or what we thought would be a great idea, to put an, a brewery in an old fire hall right downtown in Kenora. And um, it wasn't going up for sale. It wasn't listed with Century 21 or anything. It was an RFP process. So the city wanted business ideas of um, and wanted you know business people or non-business people to come up with ideas, submit a proposal, compete, and um, the best idea was going to win. And the interesting thing about that was they had a number of selection criteria and not one of them was price, right? For Clearly, they were stating that they were going to sell the building, but there wasn't a floor price. There wasn't, you know, your idea has to include a minimum of $400,000 for the, the building, right? So it was all purely on concept. They had certain stipulations like uh, for evaluation criteria. So um, it had to help elevate the region's profile. Um, in some way, ideally would be tourist related and like bring people to town, for instance, uh, obviously you needed to pay your taxes, um, employ people. It couldn't be a residence. Like they had some stipulations, right. like you couldn't buy it and turn it into a house or those types of things, or the, obviously it wasn't going to go to an auto garage, which would have been a, a no brainer. It's got three. Right. Right. Yeah. Already has the overhead yeah. doors. So really the prize for the winner was okay. Now. We Do get it. to tell you how yeah. much it costs. <laughs> well, we pitched a number, um, and I wanted—I actually was going to put a dollar in the proposal 
because the building really needed a lot of work. How did you arrive at at the one dollar though? Couldn't it, like five cents be a better deal for well, you, like, or a buck five? I knew they like, weren't going to give it for free, but there was also a, a danger that the city uh, wouldn't award the RFP. Right, that was also within their uh, ability to say, you know what, we're we're not going to give it to anybody if they didn't if they didn't receive a proposal that they liked or they didn't like the dollar figure. Um, we figured that the money that we paid for it was fair given what we got, certainly, and then all the money that we had to put into it. One thing I've noticed about you and Audrey, and I guess the other owners, is just your willingness to take risks on stuff and try things. Refill. Yeah, I see empty glasses. Don't wait for me. I'm a terrible host. We're actually supposed to be hosting this podcast. Yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> Why aren't you filling my glass? <laughs> That's a good question. So when you went into this whole thing, like you, even when you were putting together your your RFP, you must have thought like, hey, if they say yes, we're going to actually have to do this. There certainly was an oh shit moment where we kind of got the phone call and it was like, I'm not, I haven't really planned beyond that. It was enough to be running the businesses that we were and put the proposal together. And then from there it was like, Uh-oh. okay. Here we go. Now, what does life look like? Right? Yeah, and th- this isn't like a, a quick, like, fly-by-night kind of business plan you have here. This right. is something you have to work at for a you know, serious infrastructure decade or two. And it did take – so we incorporated a company very early on. Um, and so the word got out in May of 2010 because we didn't just go with a numbered company. We incorporated Lake of the Woods Brewing Company, Inc., right? Um, so very quickly when the city – had to because it's public. The city had to announce, you know, in the paper it goes. So the the building is awarded to Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. Inc. Like the cat's out of the bag. Not right. only is it out of the bag, it's running down the street. <laughs> so there's a brewing company coming, right? And it took three years, three years and two months from the date of incorporation to getting the doors open. It was a wow. it was a challenge. Yeah. We were trying to figure out how are we going to pay for this, like how are we going to finance it, all that kind of stuff. And we actually started construction, believe it or not, without capital. Um, it was coming. Yeah, it so it, it could have been that you just started and ran out of money and then the whole thing would fail. But Well, we actually bought our uh, brewing equipment with all the cash that we had, sight unseen, and then um, had to figure out the rest, right? Because you can't brew beer without equipment. It's a funny thing. Funny, yeah. It's not magic. I always thought it was. I just go to the store it and there tastes it tastes like magic. You yeah. Snap your fingers. That's it, right? So that that is a podcast in itself. Like I could probably teach a financing one hundred and one. <laughs> okay, course, yeah, that sounds it's, fascinating. Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It's like uh, watching grass grow. Really, the day that we opened, June 29th, the place was jammed, and I was like, it was another oh shit moment. It's like, oh my god, now what? Like it's busy. And we had to do a lot of stuff after the fact. We had to figure figure things out. And you make mistakes, absolutely. We make them all the time. But you mentioned a thing about something about risk, right? Like it it certainly is you gotta be willing to to take on risk. I think now that I yeah, I I couldn't even say that because we're doing some pretty risky things right now. But so you're still you, you, risking it. So yeah, absolutely. You just said you're doing risky things, but you can't say them now on. on no, the I show? was I was actually thinking to myself. I think my tolerance for risk has um, reduced a little bit as I've gotten a little bit older. It's now. Well, we've been doing this for eight years, roughly. Um, open for five, but it, it was three years of building, right? 
Um, and sorry, I tend mentally, I tend to jump around a lot. So no, that's fine. <laughs> timeline wise, we can go. I still haven't finished the previous story that I was talking about, but um, what were we talking about? Well, uh, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Too we much talk strawberry about peppercorn. Not enough, saison. actually. It's hot in here. This you could take really off that beer. sweater if you want. That's allowed. I could, yeah. Just, what was I think it? it just got weird in here. Take off your sweater. <laughs> it might have. Look. <laughs> It might have gotten weird, but I'll ask a normal question to take the uh-huh. take the heat off. So I have some friends who have a business out in Falcon Lake, just in Manitoba. Uh-huh. And uh, they also sometimes have issues getting staff. And it can be a bit of a tough sell to get people to come out and live in, like, just out in the, in the wilderness, basically. It's always interesting to me because people seem to have this fantasy that it'd be so nice to be able to disconnect from the busyness and all the noise and all this stuff. And the, a place like Kenora is just is perfect for that. Do you think that there's like, there's just a difference between what people imagine they would like for their lives and something they would actually be willing to do? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a segment of The Shining, right? Like, oh, we're going to go manage the Overlook Hotel this winter and it's going to be but great. Be and fun. then what happens? Well- now you start. <laughs> then you actually need to survive the winter. Right. All this stuff, I I actually, I was thinking of it as I was walking over here. I really do enjoy. I do enjoy living in a small town. Um, it is a choice that we make. We choose to live here in Kenora. Like anybody can pick up and go. And there's unique challenges that we face with making that choice. But certainly uh, the fact that I can kayak to work in half an hour um, – Five o'clock on the water is like nowhere else. You know, 5 a.m. in the morning is like nowhere else in the world. Water's like glass and eagles are flying by and their their wings are touching the water and there's a deer swimming from island to island, right? It's quiet. It's calm. It's still – obviously, we're talking summertime. Um, <laughs> it's not like that in the winter. It's still dark. You could walk to work so, in the winter yeah, over the ice. On the ice, you sure can. <laughs> um, the train. I always said that, that I, this is one of the things that I noticed when I first moved here and I call it the romance of the train. Like the train opened North America, right? From joined East to West. Well, we see that on a daily basis. And that's something that I love about living in Kuwaitan too. Like we live on the other side of the tracks, close to the beach road, but you can hear the train, even though it's in lower Kuwaitan, just the way that the sound rolls over the rock, the bedrock that we have, right? And the hills, there's nothing like that. And it is the little things that you need to appreciate about living in a small town and trying to get someone to understand that who's living in Toronto. Oh yeah, we, I get on the train every day. I get on the subway. Well, but it's different here. Well, and the nice thing about Kenora versus say a Falcon Lake is at least, you know, it's like a small town, but it does have easy access to Winnipeg. It does have oh, absolutely. all the things that a person really n- If you needs. want to get out of Dodge, it's, it's an easy two-hour drive to mm-hmm. Winnipeg, right? There's everything you need in a city there. And if you really want to get out, then you can jump on a plane. You know? And yeah, and Falcon Lake obviously has access to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. but just Kenora is a decent-sized community. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well. like in Falcon Lake, we get our groceries in the winter from a store called Lumber One. <laughs> and, also, and we call it lumber one and liquor too. Yeah, I hear the um, the produce is rather woody. It's okay. I got I've it. got to. I've got. I've got to get some new material. Obviously, 
We could try again. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah next time we'll laugh. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. We were talking about how it's a little bit difficult to make the sell for someone to move to Kenora and experience actual lake life, all the the magic that you described. But you're also in some ways exporting the idea and the story of that to people, even overseas, of the Canadian wilderness. Absolutely. You know, I think Lake of the Woods, honestly, is iconic. When you hear a name like that um, and some of the imagery that we use and the logo that's been developed, um, Lake of the Woods could actually be anywhere. It just happens to be in the northern tip of Ontario connected to Manitoba and Minnesota. But if you think about what it actually is and that Canadian shield boreal forest, Lake of the Woods could be somewhere in B.C., right? It could be somewhere in southern Ontario. It could be even on the east coast. We were just in Halifax and the that Canadian shield lake vibrancy was all like you – if you closed your eyes – that could you could have been on Lake of the Woods right there, right? So that whole experience of being on the lake, whether you're going for a boat ride or a swim or have a camp or you're going to a friend's cottage or whatever that is, we're trying to package all of that. And I've got goosebumps right now even just talking about it, right? Like you're kind of trying to put that all into a package so that wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever your connection is, everybody's got a friend or has a camp or has gone to someone's camp, right? And that's that Canadian, again, experience of the, again, I I think of the water, rock, those beautiful pine trees, right? Um, That experience that's encapsulated by jumping into the water off of a dock, um, is sort of what we're doing with Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. Yeah, a friend of mine came back from China recently. And uh, the way he talked about how it was so difficult to get anything that we would just sort of describe as nature into anything remotely like that, even the memory of him saying that to me has really shifted the way that I look around at my surroundings and think not everyone gets the chance to be in a place like this. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I love living in Kuwaitan and having to come, um, coming into the brewery and that drive along the lake. You know, oftentimes I'll pull over and just get out of the vehicle and take it in. We have some of the most breathtaking sunrises, sunsets. Oh, there's several, three bridges that you would go across yep. there, right? So, Yeah, three. Had to count them too. No, Math four. Hard. Math four. is hard. There's four because of that little one. Math by is the hard. Discovery That's why we Center. need your, your finance course. Oh, there. yeah, okay. Sure. Now, a big part of this podcast, why this podcast exists, is to get to know the makers that have chosen to call Lake of the Woods home. The maker series, I like that. The maker series. Obviously, you're a maker of beer, um, but this podcast existing to get to know those people is obviously a reflection of Lake the Woods Brewing Company's interest in, you know, fostering artists, creators, those kind of people. Tell us. Tell us about that and why uh, why that's important to your. Well, I think it stems from community. I think um, community is absolutely important. And I think that's made up of a number of different elements, right? So um, yes, we're crafters, I guess you can say we're artisans. We make something from scratch, right? So um, 
which I think is also interesting because a lot of that seems to be was getting lost for a long time. I, I'm hoping that there is a continued shift away from the big box stuff and back to people who actually make things and and in small batches, right? And take care and actually um, believe in what they do. So, and I think in a small community like that, that's amplified. And um, again, it's important for us to highlight that. Uh, you know, we're trying to, again, like I said, we're trying to navigate the waters and we're not even sure if we're going to fall off the edge of the earth or not, if that makes any sense. So our customers and the people who work and live at, um, well, live, don't, that's not, people don't live at Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. Let's just, uh, well, yeah, I was going to say, like, can a, I get it's in not on people, that? It's not that people sounds... under the stairs or anything. No. Um, it's a but live and work in Is Kenora. that tower for the, like the fire yeah, tower. those are just hammocks. Like every be 10 there. feet, they're hammocks. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the worker bees go to bed at night. That's where they and put the Dalmatians. That's right. Um, we're not so much selling things. It's more stories and experiences, right? And the the piece that joins everybody together is this wonderful libation that's called a beer, right? Um, uh, beer is very experiential. It's very uh, – provides connections, I think, um, or helps lubricate connections uh, between people and in community and uh, we're trying to figure out how we navigate that and how we work with that in our community right and how do we make connections with people and so we're trying something different right this who knows where this dialogue goes um, communities need connecting points and so you've got that with the tap room certainly you know it's mm -hmm. one of definitely one of the places in Kenora back in the day there was if you wanted beer there had to be a, a brewery in your small town there was no distribution right so somebody wanted uh, whiskey there had to be a distiller just like there was a cobbler there was all that kind of stuff so um, when you were going to meet you either the community met in two, one of two places church or the pub, right? The public house. So I wanted us to build a space, develop a space that kind of had that. So some of the design of the tap room is based on that, that long, mm -hmm. tall, yeah, you can second bar table. Kind of yeah. Community seating. That's important. Um, it forces you to say hello to somebody, right? If you're, you're sitting down next to them, you don't know them. Well, that helps spark up a conversation. We just did, as part of Oktoberfest, uh, we had a sausage-making class. Like, the response was overwhelming. So it was literally a sausage party, sausage S fest. Literally. <laughs> it literally was. <laughs> yeah, and, and then, like, this podcast is the same thing, is that we're going to be talking with other makers and doers at, Absolutely. on the lake. And that, that to me, is, is the most interesting part. I'm probably the least interesting part of this entire series. I would say you've been quite interesting. It's because you've already heard your own stories. It's like, yeah, I got to yeah. tell this one again. Well, and I guess building a better, like building a stronger community ultimately builds a stronger business, right? It Absolutely. goes together. You know what? Um, you know, people go, oh, I make a difference. and But it's true. Like if we can't, if we can't actually work with our community and try to develop it and uplift the people who work for us and our customers, then we won't have a business. We have to be cognizant of our environment. You know, our biggest input is water. So water is important to us. Water quality is important to us. And we work environmentally with that. We're working with the Lake of the Woods um, uh, Water Sustainability Commission. Um, 
we have to take care of this planet, just like we have to take care of our people. And our people are who live and work in our community. This moment brought to you by. <laughs> Where do you want the Lake of the Woods Brewing Company to go next? What do you see for the future of this company from the point you've built it to now, which is very impressive to me. Well, we're in the midst of three expansion projects. One is um, helping to build a brewery in War Road, Minnesota. That is Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. Uh, we're also in the midst of building a brewery in Winnipeg, downtown Winnipeg, which is pretty exciting. And which is near Headingley. <laughs> that should be my frame of reference. I apologize. And then we're planning a, uh, in the midst of uh, planning and building a large expansion brewery in the fire hall. No, yours is a new one. Yep, there'll be a second location because they need more space. Oh. Yeah, there's nowhere to grow. We we were pretty much out of room from day one. Um, we've been brewing at capacity for the last four and a half years, and we've been supplementing that capacity with co-brewed beer at another brewery. But we wanted to bring it all home. Yeah. Well, I think you've built, like I said. Uh, a, Really, to me, Kenora's coolest brand, and um, I think uh, I think if you keep growing that, it's just going to get better and better. And those communities that it's going into are uh, like this one that's about an hour past Prada, Winnipeg. <laughs> Prada, <laughs> think, that's where they make an hour and a half outside of Falcon and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, outside of Falcon Lake, forty-five minutes past Haddishville. Um, I think uh, they'll be lucky to have you there. Well, we have great building blocks, to be honest with you. I mean, you've got Lake, Woods, Lake of the Woods. Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. Right. Um, I mean, look look at some of our cans. <laughs> you got an old Johnson motor on here. You've got a float plane. Like, there's a mine on the – there's just no, no shortage of material, right? No and, shortage of stories and, to so inspire. And that's why on the back of every can, you'll find a story. Like, these, these are about – Something that's tied to the lake, tied to the people, tied to the community, tied to the artisans. It's all important, right? Tied to the bears, the bears that eat the blueberries. Yeah, that's always a challenge, eh? <laughs> Getting there first. Okay, let's do beer questions. So on every episode, we want to do some questions that uh, are a vehicle to getting to know a person better, but are inspired by the names of some of your, your beers that you produce. Uh, would you I, like to ask the first one? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We call them the beer questions, the which beer sounds way questions. cooler than what you just said. Sorry, the I was just vehicle. explaining what the beer questions <laughs> are. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. It's just like, while we're at the this lake. This is like, like Star Trek, like the first episode in 1967. Like this that's this, this is as like. iconic as the first that's episode right. of Star Trek James in a lot T. of ways. Kirk, yeah. You're Spock. Spock. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, people have made <laughs> similar references to me. Uh, I would say Spock is spot on for you. Computing, computing. Computing and just you kind of have, you know, similar appearance to Nimoy. Similar nice, nice, yeah. yeah. Oh, a handsome Spock. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. First beer question. Okay. Hit me with your best shot. Okay, uh, the beer with no name. So we don't have one of them in front of us right I know, now. Oh, what a crime. Yeah, it's okay. No, no. It's, you have that's so one of my many. favorite ones. It is. Raspberry ginger. Um, have you ever had a, been mistaken for somebody else? Uh, Will Ferrell. Will, really? Will Ferrell. Yep. When was that? I, I don't see it. <laughs> well, it's okay. Someone else did. What's oh, the story? Zoolander. I was going to say. Yeah. Unless. Yeah. yeah. Not like him in everyday life, yeah. but yeah, it's like, you look like, Yeah. I'm going to ask the next question. Sasquatch inspires this question. Another favorite of mine, actually, which is a seasonal 
beer or do you have it all year now? Um, Sasquatch isn't available year round, but it does, it is somewhat elusive and comes and goes. And my question is, what is something that you feel has eluded you your entire life? Direction. Interesting. I, I never really have a plan. Yeah. You know, like I, I, when I was in high school, I was like science and math, science and math, science and math, and then went into some business classes and all of a sudden I'd go to commerce. So it's, yeah, I'd, I've never really had a, a clear path, I'll say, um, and just sort of the wind blows and I either walk with it or against it. And do you ever think about how that might be related to the fact that you don't have much for geographical roots? Yeah, it could, it could be part of it, to be honest with you. I just, I grew up having to be used to, because when the military says you're moving, you're moving, right? You don't really, it's not open for discussion as a kid either, but we just got used to um, having to do that. It not just, having that long-term life. plans. Yeah. And same with like, uh, there are people and that's part of the thing about Kenora too, right? Like being from Kenora, people here have lifelong friends if they've lived here. Like that's just the way it is. Whereas I'm a vagabond, right? Like I don't have too many people that I have lifelong connections to. Probably one of them is actually my, um, who was the best man at my wedding and I was his best man. I met him in university, uh, who now works for like the Woods Brewing Company, believe it or not. Oh, wow. wow. Yep. That's great. And so is that anxiety inducing for you, the fact that you don't have a plan or do you kind of like that about yourself or maybe a combination of those two? Well, I can certainly say that, I mean, this is it now. I mean, Lake of the Woods Brewing Company is our f absolute focus. Uh, we're actually trying to divest ourselves from some of the other things that we're sort of involved in um, because of where the company has gone, right? And we need to um, – don't get me wrong. Like we have – we plan, we strategize, we have uh, of, strategic of course, documents yeah. and that kind of stuff. But uh, certainly uh, now the focus has narrowed itself down into Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. So, Okay. So is that kind of a first in your life that you've, you've felt that way? Part of the reason I ask is that a lot of people in my generation, I had a friend uh, who – he's the kind of friend that everyone talks to about their problems. And he said – Like a I bartender. Like a he's like a he's like a bartender, yeah. Except he's, you know, like the clinical psychologist kind of guy. But if he was working at the bar, you should get him. Actually, you there should you get him. Well, he said, "I don't think any of my friends feel confident in their life path. Like they're they're not sure what they're doing or where they're headed." I think part of that might be, and maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. But I find that a lot of people have problems making decisions. Like, just make a decision. If you make a mistake, we all make mistakes. So f learn from it and move on. Got to pull that trigger. Yeah, it's true. And it, like, it's like the uh, that Rush song, Free Will. You guys Rush fans or what? Are you kidding me? Everybody listening to this is a Rush fan. They're yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to play that They're not later. actually not allowed to listen to this. <laughs> not. We have a prerequisite list. Like, you, before you listen to this podcast, it's got to be Janice, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Jimmy. Otherwise, you won't get any of the references. Right. Yeah, because so, that's all we've been um, talking about. So, all right. So, <laughs> so, but I think a lot of people feel like, okay, so if I guess wrong, then I've wasted a bunch of time or I'm going to be embarrassed or 
Well, I don't think you need to be embarrassed, but I think I hate waste for sure. Like wasted resources is extremely frustrating because it's time and money, right? And again, like I've said, God knows we made lots of mistakes. Um, so it can set you back, but you got to keep moving forward. Absolutely. Yep. You can right, keep but you got to roll the dice to get the luck, right? Yep. So, all right. So the, the next one here is Sultana Gold. So for, yeah, right. It's your, it's not your flagship beer, but it's your most popular beer. It was our original. It, was their flagship it wasn't the beer. first beer we brewed. Oh. Papermaker was. Um, but it was certainly the the first three that we rolled out with with the business. So it was Papermaker, Sultana, and Firehouse. So we purposely brewed Sultana to be that bridge. Like a lot of people when we said, oh, we're opening a brewing canard, they're like, you're crazy. No fucking way. It's not going to work. Because? Because um, craft beer is too hoppy and it's not going to work. So the, the the people here in the blue collar town are wearing the clothes that the hipsters in the city are imitating with the the, the tighter version of the jeans and the the, the fancy. So we we did know plaid. that we had a challenge, and and there's a reason why AB InBev and Molson Coors and Slima Sapporo have 92 percent of the industry in Ontario in beer, right, or close to it, um, because that's. The populist beer. It's those easy drinking lagers that people like to drink. So we knew that we needed a beer similar to that if we were going to get any kind of toehold in the marketplace locally, right? Like we want to be Canora's and Lake of the Woods' beer. Absolutely. It's in our name. So we need to brew approachable products. Well, that's Sultana, right? It's that clean, crisp, little bit sweet, little bit malty easy to drink beer and it was the sort of introduction to especially the locals because all we did for our first summer was sell beer here in town like we couldn't brew enough to go anywhere else um Kenora being a summer town and there's three times the population here and then i'll tell you when september hit it's like whoa we got all this beer now there's nobody here <laughs> you can only sell so much beer in a town of fifteen thousand, right so but sultana is that easy drinking approachable product and it still to this day probably represents about close to 50% of our volume is Sultana. People mm. love that beer. Nothing's cheap about that, right? And that's the other thing too is that people think, oh, you're charging $7 for a pint of beer. Well, making beer in small batches actually is expensive. It's very labor intensive. Now, there is an actual question that's right. Yeah. So for <laughs> Sultana Gold, oh, right. uh, have you ever, we were talking about, you know, taking risks, financial risks and whatnot. Have you ever had buyer's remorse? Huh. That's a good one. In the context of- It could really be anything. You know, anything. Could, you Ideally know, for, something significant. Per, personally, well, whenever I buy something, I have buyer's remorse. Instantly. <laughs> yeah. Did, How I about did, groceries? Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, why did I buy this? I just, I could have starved. We did have a Volvo 740 that we bought, four-cylinder, uh, rear-wheel drive. I love that car. I love Volvos. You know, I like that boxy, classic look to it. And the day we got it, Audrey was driving it, and it died in the middle of a busy intersection uh, near Ottawa U in Ottawa. Was and it brand new? No, it was used, but <laughs> it was expensive. I mean, it was like that was a long time ago, and it was fourteen thousand dollars, right? Wow. Like, we should have just sort of turned around and taken it back, but I think it was like our first car ourselves, and 
So that was a bit of buyer's remorse there. And Audrey sort of probably still swears under her breath at that vehicle. But Did it have a nickname, though? Tank. Tank. The Tank. So I actually was in, I don't know, five accidents in that car. And we bought it because it's it's a Volvo. It's safe, right? Safest vehicle on the road. It was like a magnet. There were – I was never the cause of any of the accidents. People friggin' hit me all the time. Like we had every panel either repaired or replaced on that. Uh, so exterior-wise, it was a brand-new vehicle. It was beautiful. Next question is inspired by Lakeside Kolsch. Correct. A lot of people, when they get next to the lake, it's kind of, you know, a place to relax. That might not be the case for all of us who live here. And I want to know, how hard is it for you as a business owner to relax? Uh, Very, actually, because um, I take my responsibilities pretty seriously. And we have a lot, you know, personally riding on this, I guess. But I also look at it from my staff's perspective and the staff that work for Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. And... They are, many of them have careers. It's not just a job. It's actually a career. We have people who've worked for us from almost day one, right? So they, that's how they support their families. So I take that to heart. Uh, it's difficult to disconnect from that. I'm trying to do that more and more and learn to turn it off and get away. But certainly, you know, dealing with growth and uh, constant growth with the company can be challenging as well, right? There isn't that leveling off period where you can kind of just breathe. And for me, I'm, uh, it's not like I'm distracted by something shiny or squirrels, but uh, it's always where can we go from here? Because I, I do believe that what we're doing is we, um, with the company and, and the community, we have potential. So it's, it's just like, um, you know, downtown Kenora. It has a lot of potential. So then do you just sort of sit by and, well, somebody else will do it. No, they won't. So uh, I find it takes me in weird things and into weird projects. And we have weird people that work for us that are awesome and I love them. And being me, it's all, it's constant, right? There's always an idea. There's always, hey, what about this? And And oftentimes we have that happening with our staff too, right? They're interested and excited. And then you get a message or you get a text or you get a – and then it's like, oh, wow, let's go. So, yeah, shutting off is tough. It's it's recognizing the time to and the need to because it is important to get out on the lake, to get lakeside, to sit on the dock with either great friends, somebody you just met, or yourself, have a beer and just be. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, man, this is fun. I can't believe it. You know, the, this amount of time's gone by already. I know it goes fast. Well, thank you for taking the time to be lake time Anytime. with us. Anytime. It's lake time. First interview in the bag of lake time. He's like a Kenora celebrity. He is. Like, how many people in Kenora do you think you could show a picture of Taras to? And they would be like, I don't know who that is. Please keep listening. Not every episode is going to be about the brewery. We just want to kick it off with uh, a brewery owner. 
since it's the Lake the Woods Brewing Company podcast, but we'll be talking to other creators, makers, scientists. Yeah, this particular guest is, must be the most fascinating person that we could have possibly interviewed, and the most handsome as well. And these compliments that Lennon has suddenly slipped into have nothing to do with the fact that the guest is standing next to him right now. And that's a beer. <laughs> okay. Okay.